Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. Great to be with you on this Tuesday, 27th of June, week away from July 4th. Just making sure that every team plays on July 4th in Major League Baseball. It looks like they do. Not every team plays next Monday, which is a mistake. And there's only two day games, which is also a mistake. I was all over. I was all over baseball on Memorial Day. Oh, man. There were only like eight games on Memorial Day, on a Monday, a holiday, when people like seek out baseball. And one of those games was the Cardinals and the Royals, and they had to ask baseball to move their series. They had, both teams had Thursday and Monday off, and they had a Tuesday, Wednesday series, and they asked baseball, can we do, can we do Monday, Tuesday, and then we'll have Wednesday and Thursday off? And baseball's like, sure, why not? And then they draw the highest crowd they've had since opening day in St. Louis on a beautiful day. I just think baseball, like, they just throw out the schedule and whatever. You guys do with it what you will. Oh, okay, we'll go to London here, maybe do a Field of Dreams game there. Okay, that that's enough. Nah, man, you cannot miss the holiday or the holiday weekend. I don't care what you have to do. you got to get these teams playing because that's a time, like, it's going to be next week. How many games are there next Monday? There's not everybody, 10. 11 games, so that's 22. That's eight teams not playing. That's eight teams not playing on Monday when pretty much everybody has off, and that's just like a weekend. We're like, what do you want to do today? Let's go to the beach. Let's, let's go to a baseball game. Oh, no, our team doesn't play. Well, let's watch them. No, like they don't play. Oh, well, that stinks. The Washington Nationals, I just saw this tweet. I don't know if it's rare or not. It must be. They don't play consecutive days in the same time slot the rest of the uh, first half of the season. So they, they don't play in the same at the same time, the Nationals, until after the All-Star break. They're in Seattle. Then the series against Philly, it's all over the place because it's a weekend series. Then they've got Cincinnati at home for four, but it's the 4th of July. So it's like a 5 o'clock, then a 10 a.m. game, uh, then 6, then noon. And then they play a weekend series in Texas. So, yeah, I think that's a little weird. I think that's a little rare. But at least at least they're playing. At least they're playing on the third. At least, you know, 4th of July, 10 a.m., perfect. Good stuff. That's what you need to happen. This Peacock game every Sunday where they put a game on at, like, 11 in the morning, that is fantastic. Get a jump start. Get people watching the game. Take advantage of that window. Got to exploit that window. People want to watch TV and sports when they wake up. Ah, waiting around till noon, 1 o'clock on a Sunday is awful. Oh, and then, then you're like, hey, there's a game in London today. 
You get to watch football right away. I don't care if I have to stream it on Yahoo, BuzzFeed app, whatever. I don't care if I have to go to CNN Plus, whatever. Crackle, whatever. There's a game on. I'll find a way to watch it. Um, I am tired of Damian Lillard's saga. This is this needs to end. So Damian Lillard, of course, Portland Trailblazers. Reports coming out that he wanted to have the team trade for a veteran instead of picking at number three. That didn't happen. Reports that he was upset. And it's all the little things in this, like, too. Uh, we had talked about Aaron Rodgers before. It was like three years of, you know, this is going to come to an end at one point. Can it just come to an end now? Like, why are we dragging this out? At what point will this come to its merciful close so that both sides can move on and both sides can be happy? It doesn't seem like that's ever going to happen with the Trailblazers. NBA is a different situation where these teams that play in small markets, and of course they're all large cities, but Portland is not L.A., it's not Chicago, it's not New York, it's not San Francisco. The NBA media is always trying to find the stars on the smaller teams, Giannis, John Morant for a while, Zion, trying to get them to New York, trying to get them to Miami, trying to get them to Chicago or wherever. They're always trying to do that. But with the uh, Trailblazers, like we're always trying to do that, and the fan base is like, no, no, no. That's With the Trailblazers, it's like, get, please just leave. Just leave. Great dialogue. We remain committed, blah, blah, blah. Same thing they always say. A while ago, when they traded C.J. McCollum, it looked like they were going to do a soft reset and build, really build around Dame. Because they had some teams that made a little bit of a dent in the postseason, but never really got as far as you know you would have hoped if you're a Portland fan. Uh, they trade C.J. McCollum. They say, all right, we're going to kind of do a soft reset here, try to get better. But they like are progressively getting worse. This is not a good basketball team. And they keep making moves that don't do anything to improve them in the now. Yeah, okay, they get Scoot Henderson. This is a big draft pick for them, number three. But even so, when is this team going to be competitive on a level of Denver or the Lakers or, I mean, even like, what's the pecking order in the West? Even the Mavs? When are, when are they going to be on this on this scale? Uh, the Timberwolves? I don't, I don't even know, like, if they're that high. You know, it's Damian Lillard. They might trade... Uh, Anthony Simons. I don't know what the plan is in Portland because it all centers around the will they or won't they with Dame. And it's both sides are treating like both sides don't want to be the bad guy. And I think that kind of happened in Green Bay too with with Aaron Rodgers. But both sides don't want to be the bad guy. But everybody wants them to, to just break up. Don't don't stay don't stay together for the kids anymore. Portland is going to understand if the Blazers trade Damian Lillard. And Portland is going to understand if Lillard, uh, you know, gets traded or, or asked out. I think they're going to understand that. I think they'll be fine in that situation. They they know that it needs to come to an end, and yet it just won't. And then there's all this other, like, nonsense around it where Damian Lillard's working out and the Will Smith's Miami is playing in the background. And is that a sign that he wants to go to Miami or is it a coincidence? It's a sign. 
Nobody's listening to Will Smith's Miami anymore by mistake. That song just doesn't come on the radio anymore, okay? that That's a sign. That's Sean Payton wearing an orange tie on NFL on Fox trying to tell the Broncos that he wants to be hired by them. That's a little footsie. That's a sign. Now Miami with Dame Lillard, that would put them in the mix again. I still think the East is Milwaukee, Boston, Sixers. I mean, are they going to get Harden back? What's going to happen? But uh, Miami with 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 Dame would be would be something. Trailblazers, man, just move on from Dame, build around Scoot Henderson, and go from there. Because this back and forth, it never goes anywhere. And I think people are I think people are really starting to everybody like Dame. Oh, Dame's so loyal. I wish we had a guy like Dame for us. You know what? What? But it's this is this is getting obnoxious. This is to the point of just leave already. Yeah, that roster is not good. Shaden Sharp's there. He's young. He's nineteen. Uh, Henderson, of course. Jeremy Grant is on a big deal. He's twenty eight. You trade Damian Lillard and you start to build around uh, Henderson and Sharp is what you do. That's I mean that that I think is what I would do if I was Portland. Damian's just sitting there. He, it doesn't work. I just just move on from him. No, neither neither guy wants to be the bad guy. There ain't no good guy. Who sings that song? There ain't no bad guy. There's just you and me, and we just disagree. Glenn Mason or something. Anyway, I think they need to move on from uh, Damian Lillard. The Hawks moved on from John Collins and got nothing for him. Now I got to know who sings that song. We just was I right. Dave Mason? Dave Mason, you nailed it. Is that what I said? <laughs> there ain't no good. I, that's one of the songs I used to listen to when I was sad. Um, what do you think with Dame? Like, this is annoying, right, Tom? Dame doesn't want to be the guy that goes into the office and, de- you know, pounds his fist and say, I'm demanding to be traded to a contending team. He wants to be the nice guy. He's been loyal for the last 11 years, and we've given him, and I say we as the national media, have given him a ton of credit. He's been the only player to that caliber that has remained loyal to the team that drafted him. Bradley Beal, I know, but Bradley Beal is not the same caliber player as Damian Lillard. Giannis, Gian- it's Giannis and Lillard, and for all accounts, Giannis is, is staying in Milwaukee forever. Yeah, but Giannis is like, like he he'll he'll randomly say out of nowhere, "I love Milwaukee." Damian, like it looks like he's doing it against his will. I don't I don't see a sense of loyalty out of Dame. I see a sense of like ah, this was this was the this was the card I got in the Giver. This was the this was the lot in my life that was made for me. I'll 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 put a smile on my face, but I'd love to be elsewhere. But I'm Portland's Damian Lillard, so I'm gonna be him. That's what it seems like to me. I just feel like Dame at this point is waiting for a team to just blow the Trailblazers away with a you know a trade package of five first round picks, you know, two veteran players, and just be like, we have to do it, Dame. We have to do it. We don't want to trade you, but we cannot pass up this offer. And Dame, you know, with a smirk on his face, is going to be like, okay, sounds good to me. Like, that's what I feel like Lillard is waiting for at this point. Because every offseason, it seems like this happens two or three times. Like, oh, they met. When when I saw the report that they met yesterday, it's like, oh, okay, so this is, we're doing it this week. And now maybe he gets traded. Maybe, maybe he gets traded this week. Free agency starts this week. 
Maybe he gets traded, but it's just it's just too much. I mean, what what are they talking about in these meetings, Bart? Are they literally talking with Dame about like, hey, we can go after so and so player? Like, hey, would you be happy if we had a trade package put together for player X, Y, and Z? Like, what could possibly be said in these meetings that's different from the last nineteen meetings that they've had with Dame over the last three years when he's been itching to say, like, hey, I need to be on a contender. I need to be on a contender. We're not good enough right now. We're too young. Like, what else is there to say? No, they sit down and they go, all right, Dame, how you doing? He's like, yeah, man, I'm good. The owners go, or whoever the GM is, says, so Miami, huh? That Instagram, what was that? Dame goes, I don't know. I'm just whatever. Then the GMs go, well, we drafted Scoot. Yep, saw that. Yeah. We don't have a trade. Okay. I'll I'll say some nice things to the media. All right, see you guys. I mean, it can't it, they, they're not sitting down and going over like like your will. I mean, this isn't like a drawn out pro it can't be. I mean, can't there, be. there's been rumors that Dame would be happy if Portland signed Draymond Green. Is is that what they're talking about? Like, hey, go get me Draymond Green. He's my buddy, he's my friend. I would love to play with him. I don't know. I just know that there's a lot of fatigue here from people. I can't imagine, you know, Trailblazers fans have to be even more upset about this because it's just like a lot of breakups happen this way in sports. This has happened so many times where the the team and the player and maybe, you know, you you can go play for another team. It's okay. You don't need to be. We're not going to rename this the Damian Lillard Center. It's fine. You can go play somewhere else. And if you want to, like – Either he's got one foot in, one foot out. Either, either say you're all in or just do a holdout. Don't do this halfway thing. Don't do this halfway house stuff. This is this is ridiculous, and it's wasting everybody's time. And Portland's not going anywhere for as long as this happens. So they need to move on from that. the uh, The other guy I mentioned, John Collins, did get traded. That what? That's an awful trade for Atlanta. We'll talk about that a little bit. But they they just all they get is a second round pick. And Rudy Gay, I know Atlanta. So Atlanta's trying to clear a bunch of cap. The second apron. I still got to read up on what all this means, but basically, teams don't want to be in there because then you can't make some of these other moves. So what they did was they sent John Collins away to get them under the luxury tax, and now they can ex- extend some of these guys like uh, Kongwu and Sadiq Bay and Dejounte Murray. Those guys are free agents coming up here. So they can do that. But John Collins was like, you know, it wasn't as big as the Damian Lillard thing. But every year, man, John Collins is is in the rumor mill. Is John Collins getting traded? Let's do a trade package with John Collins. John Collins getting traded. So I don't know who the next John Collins is going to be, whether it's uh, DeAndre Ayton. Is he getting traded? He's getting, uh, Miles Turner for a long time. Um, Like most of Toronto. Uh, Trey Young, Zach Levine, you know, a bunch of these guys now could step up to be the next John Collins. There was the Hawks is so interesting. They could have been in the NBA Finals two years ago. That series against the Bucks, they they were tied with the Bucks. That was a two two series, and then Giannis got hurt. They had the opportunity to get to the NBA Finals. I don't know what society looks like if that Hawks team went to the NBA Finals. The Suns probably destroy them. A, you you think a Miami Denver series is weird? What does a Phoenix Atlanta series look like? What does a Suns Hawks series look like? Then Chris Paul's a champion. They never trade for KD. I mean, 
all of these things are completely different. The Hawks were so close. And John Collins, there was like two months where John Collins was the next, like, John Collins was huge. And then he's just kind of been mediocre since then. He's not been, he's not been like the player that we thought he could be. And now he's just been a trade piece. And I think a good trade piece for the Jazz, maybe this gives him the chance to flourish a little bit. But from the Hawks' perspective, uh, bad. They almost had to do it, but also terrible at the same time. Buy or sell coming up. I'm Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder. That is me, CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. This portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. If you're stuck in a timeshare and you want out, Wesley Financial Group is the ones to contact. Contact Wesley Financial Group now. Get a free timeshare exit information kit. You can get it all. WesleyFinancialGroup.com. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bart, let's start things off today in the NFL. An assault charge against Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams for shoving a media member back in Kansas City back in October has been dropped. Adams still had a fantastic season last year. First team all pro for the third consecutive year, catching 100 passes for over 1,500 yards. My question to you, Bart, buy or sell that Devontae Adams will remain an elite wide receiver with Jimmy G now as his quarterback. The uh, guy that filed the charge, I mean, that shove, I think it got a little overblown. It still was bad. But in in today's day and age, you gotta file the charge. I mean, you gotta you gotta see if you can't get a little money out of the situ- situation. But uh, I guess it was dropped. All right, I am going to buy this. Buy. You mentioned it. He did have a big year last year. That was with Derek Carr. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know where he would rank on a quarterback scale, but I think he's capable enough to get the ball to Devonte Adams as many times as Devonte Adams would require to be considered an elite receiver. Look, Devante is a great receiver. He is maybe the best route runner in the league. This is the problem with wide receivers, though, is that they can do everything right, 
on 60 plays, but only get the ball thrown to them three times. You got to depend on so many things. That's why you see more wide receivers because they're such talented players, especially the best ones. You see more on like bubble screens or jet screens or quick passes. Because if you're depending on running a route, you got to beat your guy. You got to get open. You got to make sure the coverage uh, allows you to have some space. Then you need your quarterback to not screw that up. You need the running back to make sure he picks up his guy. You need the offensive line to not be bad. So a lot has to happen in that short little span of four seconds for you to get the ball to you. And as long as you got a guy that's capable enough of getting it there, you can show off your talents. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, can be the guy to keep Devontae elite. If it's Brian Hoyer, if it's Aiden O'Connell, I mean, one of the reasons Devontae wanted out of Green Bay is he didn't want to play with Jordan Love. He didn't want to go through a young quarterback trying to progress. And now he might be stuck with either Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer, the complete opposite of that spectrum. Just like as a Packer fan, I'm not rooting for Aaron Rodgers. I am not, I don't really, like I like Devontae, but I think he regrets leaving. I think he regrets leaving. He wanted to play with his college best friend so bad. And then now his college best friend, Derek Carr, is gone. I don't know that Devontae Adams is a Raider by the end of the year, honestly. I don't know that he wants to put up with this. But I will buy that he is still an elite receiver with Jimmy G throwing him the football. Bart, I'm going to be that guy right now. I'm going to go for the low-hanging fruit. You said it. Devontae could get unhappy. What if? I'm just speculating. What if? What no, if? no, 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 no. What if? Is it possible? Is it possible that it could be Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Okay, I thought you were going to say he wants to go to the Jets. Oh, no, 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 no. I think there's a, a more likelihood that now new minority owner of the Raiders could come back to the football field. Somebody put a poll up yesterday. Do you think Tom Brady plays a snap with the Raiders? And I voted on it, and there were 85 votes at the time I voted, and it was 85 no's. I don't. I don't think. Am I missing? I don't think there's any chance Brady plays again. All I'm saying, you know, Jimmy G's going to get hurt at some point. It depends yeah. upon how late or early in the season it is. If it's early and they feel like they could still save their season, still salvage something. I mean, Devontae's got to be the best wide receiver, maybe aside from Randy Moss, that TB12 has ever played with. I think Brady is done. Done. I think that he was done when he fake retired. But he needed to see for himself that he wouldn't regret it. And I think last year solidified that, yeah, he's done. I, I, I totally think Brady is done. If Of all the things that could happen in the NFL this year, the most shocking to me would be Tom Brady plays one snap. I just don't see it happening. All right, Bart, let's get to some college sports here. After Florida's historic blowout of LSU in Game 2 of the College World Series, the Tigers returned the favor last night. And the decisive Game 3, beating the Gators 18-4. Now, it's LSU's seventh national title and their first since 2009. But, Bart, as we know, LSU's women's basketball team won a national title earlier this year. The men's baseball team, obviously, last night. And Brian Kelly won the SEC West in his first year in Baton Rouge. Bart, buy or sell you think LSU football has a chance at a national title this upcoming season? You know, Brian Kelly, um, they, they have an early season loss, but they kind of turned it around. He 
Might be a good coach. They got Florida State right away, so that's a big game. Oh, I, I love the first couple weeks of college because it's week zero where, like, nobody plays. I think Notre Dame's in Ireland, maybe. And then week one, there's a game on Sunday. There's a game on Monday. Oh, I love it. LSU's got Florida State right away on that first Sunday night primetime game. Schedule-wise, Florida State, Ole Miss, you know, they got the SEC. They got, they're got they at Alabama, Florida, Texas A&M. You know, SEC, those teams can beat each other up. I'll say, I'll say LSU's got a shot, sure. Yeah, bye. Bye. It's going to be my Wisconsin Badgers winning the national championship, but. With Luke Fickle in the mix. I was going to say, like, nationally, everybody loves Luke Fickle. And I would think, did did Badgers fans love that hire? Oh, my God. Badger fans love the hire so much that we want Greg Gard, the basketball coach, fired. Because we want to do the same thing with the with the basketball program that we did with the football program. Like, we want, we want to go hire some guy. Like, Badger, there's never been a period of, the hype's never been this big for Wisconsin Badger football as it is right now. We are obsessed with this guy. Yes. All right, Bart, let's get to some hoops here. Now, during a recent episode of Vlad TV, Basketball Hall of Famer Dennis Rodman was asked about Gilbert Arenas' recent comments that Larry Bird would beat LeBron James one-on-one. And let's just say, Bart, Dennis did not agree. Larry Bird playing this era, I think he'd be in Europe. His game was fit for Boston at that time in the 80s and stuff like that. You know, but today's world, oh, hell. Bart, buy or sell, you agree with Dennis Rodman? Uh, buy or sell, what is Vlad TV? Uh, I believe it's a hip-hop channel on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm, so I don't know. Okay. Is it good? Uh, I can't say that I'm too familiar with it. <laughs> hey, we got Dennis Rodman on. That's good. Uh, I'm going to sell whatever Dennis Rodman just said. Sell. No, Larry Bird. I mean, so I grew up at the tail end of Bird's career. I don't know if I caught his prime. I caught more of like he's limping around but still making shots prime. When was the left-handed game? This guy this guy played a game and just shot left-handed just for fun uh, and had like 30 points. Larry Bird's like the exact kind of guy that every team is looking for right now, I think. Playing Europe. You know what? Dennis Rodman, I was thinking about this. Dennis Rodman would not be Dennis Rodman today. He he was in a period in the 90s where he was such a unicorn because you didn't have a lot of access to these guys, and Dennis Rodman was always doing something crazy, and he'd pop up somewhere. Now, I mean, the league's full of like 30 Dennis Rodmans. Everybody's got their own podcast. You know, there's Dennis Rodman. The shock factor to Dennis Rodman today would never be what it was. And so I don't know if he would still be as relevant. Like, he would be a great interior defender, but I don't know. I don't know that Dennis Rodman today is not playing in Europe. How about how about, how about that? Put that on Vlad TV. How about that? <laughs> All right, Bart, let's keep it in the NBA here. Now, according to Mark Stein, the Lakers are committed to keeping Austin Reeves no matter the cost. Now, you'll remember Reeves is a restricted free agent, so the Lakers can match any offer sheet that Reeves were to get from another team. 
The max offer that Reeves can receive this offseason is a four-year deal worth $98.6 million. Bart Byer sell that Austin Reeves is worth nearly $100 million. I said before he's like the Brock Purdy where I see this guy have success. I think it's a fluke, and then I double down that it's a fluke, but then he doubles down on being not a fluke. I think, yeah, I, th- I think yes. Bye. Bro- Bye. Uh, yes. Brock Purdy. Uh, Austin Reeves. The moment for me with Austin Reeves was the I'm him moment because he's on a team with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and he says, I'm him. And he was right in that moment. Austin Reeves was tremendous for them in the playoffs. Austin Reeves gave them like a shot to be better than they should have been. The Lakers absolutely need to keep Austin Reeves. Now, is he going to be a future Hall of Famer? No. Is he like going to be better somewhere else? Is he one of these guys that thrives in the system he's in? And then if another team signs him, he kind of like vanishes. I maybe, but I think this is a good fit for each other. The Lakers need Reeves. Reeves needs the Lakers by. All right, Bart, let's get to some baseball here. Now, the American League is not very balanced at the moment. All five teams in the AL East have a record of over 500, while all five in the AL Central are 500 or worse. As it stands now, the Boston Red Sox are the only team in the East who is not in the playoff picture. Bart Byers sell four teams from the American League East making the playoffs. I'm going to sell that. Sell. That's the thing, too, is that with the balanced schedule, normally these teams are playing each other 18, 19, 20 times, and now it's only like 11, 12, 13 times, so it's less action against one another, and that means they can beat up. They, they play more of the other teams. They can beat up those teams. That's why you can see a division possibly end with five teams over 500. Uh, Yankees and Blue Jays are fighting it out. The Orioles have a little bit of a head start. I think what's going to happen in the West is I told you yesterday how I love my angels uh, and Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. The West right now has the Rangers, the Astros, and the Angels all above 500. Maybe the Mariners have a good week or two, but I got to think that the West is going to get at least two teams themselves. So there's one coming out of the Central, one out of the West, one out of the East, three more teams. Between the Orioles, Yankees, Blues, Jays, Red Sox, Astros, and Angels. I'm going to say Astros. I'm going to say one. at least one comes out of the West. I will sell that. All right, Bart, let's squeeze in one last one here. The Atlanta Braves are looking to make it six consecutive NL East Division titles. And Bart, they're well on their way, having won nine of their last ten, giving them the best record in the entire National League. And they're just three wins behind the Tampa Bay Rays for the best record in baseball. Bart Byersell, the Atlanta Braves, are the best team in Major League Baseball, despite the Rays having a better record. Um, I mean, I'm splitting hairs here. I'm going to sell it. Sell. I'm going to give it to the Rays for now. I still want to see, like, the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Those teams interest me wildly. Are they this good? Both of them have 47 wins, I think. Are they this good? I want to see what they do in the long haul. I would love if it wasn't, uh, you know, my Brewers. I would love the Rays and Braves. I think that would be a good World Series. I like when World Series are close, where the teams are like like the Mets Yankees that one year, or the Giants and the Angels played in the World Series. 
I like when they're close, and then fans can travel to and from. Hey, then you'd fill up the trap at least. So that'd probably be good with with Braves fans. But right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the Rays. Although that could be, I mean, that would be a great World Series. That is buy or sell. Thanks as always to Tom coming up with some great questions. Thanks to Vlad TV for supplying the uh, content as well. Let's get an update with Pat Boyle. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, in for Bill Ryder. I am Bart Winkler. Defensive Player of the Week, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, proudly serving the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. This week, it's Francisco Lindor of the New York Mets. He leads the MLB in total infield assists this season with 197. Lindor is sporting a 98.6 field percentage this season, which sounds pretty good. So a bright spot for the New York Mets, who otherwise are a disaster. Eight games under 500. They got booed off the field last night at City Field, and I don't know that there's enough time for them to to turn it around. I think that, you know, looking at the standings about a month ago, there's okay, there's still enough time. There's maybe a, a little bit of a win streak that some of these teams can go on. We just saw the Reds do it, win 10 in a row. The Reds, no one thought about the Reds. Now the Reds are half game back in the NL Central. So, you know, I, I, there's still half a season to play that you think, okay, you go 35 and 43 in this batch of games. Well, if you go 47 and 38 in the other you can kind of be in the wild card mix, but I don't know. There's a lot of teams that are in contention in the National League. Uh, Braves, let's say the Braves, the NL Central, and the Diamondbacks are all leading. Then you got the Giants, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Marlins, and the Phillies to contend with if you're the Mets, and you are way behind. And it's like all these teams that are very disappointing. I saw a report that the Cardinals might put some of their guys on the trade block. The Nolan Arenados, the Paul Goldschmidt's. These are some really good rosters. The White Sox, I still think, have to be in contention for worst, biggest disappointment. Man, I'm telling you, a couple of years ago, it just seemed like they were going to be, like they were like the Clippers. A couple of years ago, I thought when Kawhi went to the Clippers, I thought, oh my God, him and Paul George, they are going to win titles, uh, put other pieces around him. The White Sox had this young, up-and-coming group, Tim Anderson and, Luis Robert and all these guys. And and then they hire Tony La Russa and the, the whole vibe is dead is is killed. 
And I don't know that they've recovered from that. There are a bunch of games under 500, the White Sox right now, too. So 34, 34 and, geez, 12 games under. Just brutal. A busy day in Germany today. The Dolphins and the Chiefs are going to play a game there on November 5th. And tickets sold out in 15 minutes. So 12 o'clock local time in Germany, which is like six hours ago. The tickets went on sale. Um, and 12 o'clock, so 12 o'clock local time in Germany means Dolphins fans had to be up at 6 a.m. if they wanted to go, if you wanted to go on this trip. And Chiefs fans, 5 a.m., just a little quick time zone math for you. Chiefs being in the central, Dolphins in the eastern. Uh, they had to be up pretty early to try to log on. Fans were complaining that when they tried to log in, there were already more than a million people ahead of them in the queue. So what it sounds like is that if if I'm like Joe Miami and I want to, I got this trip plan. I'm going to go to Germany, watch my team. So it's the time for tickets. I sign in. There's already a million people ahead of me. There, how is that, that's how many people fit in that stadium over there? 80,000? A million? That's wild. So the number was there were 1.4 million people in the queue. The official resale on Ticketmaster starts on the 12th, which means that if you want, I mean, the resale market's going to be bonkers. I should have woke up and tried to do, I, I should have like flown to Germany in case they were selling to German fans first, logged in, and got a couple of tickets so that I could resell them if it's going to be this hot. I am kicking myself for not doing that with Major League Soccer. The uh, the uh, Inter-Miami is going to bring Messi in, Lionel Messi, biggest star in the world. I mean, we think our stars are stars. People think he is like an actual god. They, they love this guy. Messi fans, it's not like, oh, yeah, I like Messi. No, you worship him. His fans worship him. Tickets to the games that he's going to play on the road were like $35.00 the morning of the big announcement and then the news came out and then they've jacked up to like 500 should have done that. I got, I gotta be, I gotta be, I gotta be, you know, there's, there's a lot of money out to be made on that internet. That's one. That's one thing I've realized. There's a lot of money that's just sitting around on the internet. You just gotta be, you just gotta know where to look. You know, there's not, there's not one product that I've never, every Time, there's been a lawsuit on a product that I've had. You bet your bottom dollar I get my, I just cashed, I'm not kidding. I cashed a $1.87 check from a Clorox thing the other day. Normally they send it to your PayPal. And I, I, I'm not I'm not lying. I'm not cheating. I'm not like signing up for uh, Jeep Wranglers for California residents only. I'm, I'm, I use this product and there's a class action lawsuit I should be a part of it. So I take my dollar eighty seven cents. You you bet I do. But normally it goes to my PayPal and it's like, cool. The the Clorox actually sent me a check and that was like embarrassing. Thank God that I, you can do it on your phone now. I'm, I'm gonna I'm not gonna go to the bank. I got a dollar eighty seven from Clorox. So yeah, a lot of these fans are upset because they can't get the tickets or they couldn't get the tickets, and now they're going to have to spend a bunch of money. I, you know, I thought when the Packers last year, I'm a Packer guy, when the Packers went to London last year, I thought that would be a fun trip. Obviously, they played the Giants, lost to the Giants, had a big lead, people forget, and then uh, Brian Dable and the guys came back. That was a 
big moment in their season. But I thought that'd be a great trip to go to. I'd want to go. I didn't realize, and I don't know if it works the same in every way, that the NFL would first make the fans in Germany the priority for the tickets. But you would have to think that makes sense. The whole reason, the, the reason the NFL is playing these games overseas is not to give us trips. You know, that, that's like, that's why bowl games exist. That's why, that's why uh, the Wisconsin Badgers every year, I, it took me a while to figure this out, but they would always schedule these random games. Like, why are we playing San Jose State? Why are we playing UNLV? Oh, because the alumni want to, they know the alumni will take a vacation there and take a trip there. Oh, okay. Ah, I get it now. That's not what this is for. This is for trying to grow the game in other parts of the world. They're not playing games in Mexico City so you can go down to Mexico City and have a fun week. They're playing it to get the Mexican population to be more about the NFL. They're playing it so the Germans go NFL crazy. They're playing it for, for England. Maybe the plan all along was Germany. They keep putting these games in England, and now at this point in London, is the novelty worn off a little bit? It's like, oh, okay, yeah, the, the Jacksonville's here again. Okay, I guess we'll see them twice. But Germany, they only get the one, I think there's two games, and and they're salivating over it. They they want to be a part of the action. It just seems inevitable, man. We talked about this yesterday, but it just seems, it just like the NFL should... The NFL should look at this and be so happy and satisfied. And they should just, they should cash out on this. You know, nobody ever leaves the casino at their high dollar mark. You always, you always lose, you always lose a little bit more. You always put a little 20 in the last slot before you walk out, just in case. You're always, you're never satisfied. You're always looking for more. And the NFL, they're always looking for more. So, Instead of just saying, hey, this is great. We got huge demand. Let's keep this special. They'll add more games in Germany, which will make them want to add a team, which will make them add a division. And suddenly you've got 40 teams in the NFL, four of them, or maybe even eight play in Europe. I just think we got to, I want to say in my lifetime, What's a good time? Do you think it's happening? Tom, I'll go to you. Do you think you will realistic, realistically see a division in Europe? I do. I really do. I think I think that's where we're headed. And I think I've kind of done a 180 on it. I don't, I don't hate it as much as I used to. I'll, I'll definitely say that. Well, that's everything the NFL does I hate right away. I hated the extra wild card game. I hated the, the next week. Uh, week 18, I always come out and hate it, and then what? And that's why the NFL won't ever die. What do you think a time frame would be? 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Yeah, I'd probably say 15 to 20. So we're going to have, because they're not, you can't just have one team over there. It has to be four, at least four, because you need to cut down on the travel a little bit. And then I don't know, then then each of these, you know what they're going to do? They're going to have, they're going to have like the Frankfurt Franks, and then they'll have an American hub city. That's what they'll end up doing. So then they'll expand even further. So it'll be like the Frankfurt Franks play all of their games in all their home games in uh, Germany. But then when they stay, they stay like in San Antonio and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll do some marketing thing. That's what they'll do. They'll add four teams in Germany 
God, they could add four in Germany. They could uh, add one in Spain. Why not? Why not just have one? Well, let's let's have a team. Let's have a team in uh, Argentina too. Let's have a team in uh, India. They got a lot of people. Let's have let's have, throw a team in China. Throw a team. Throw a team. There's got to be some other dimension out there. Throw a team. Well, why 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 ever stop expanding? Let, let's just let's have a hundred teams. Let's have a hundred teams. Let's play five days a week. Let's let's saturate this product. That's what we'll do. But if 1.4 million people are in the queue to go watch this game, that is that is insane. And the resale value is going to be even wilder. Crazy times ahead. I'm Bart Winkler. Thanks again to Tom. We will uh, do it again tomorrow. Which fan base deserves a Super Bowl the most? We'll do that in 23 hours. CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.